0: Good morning ladies and gentlemen I am humbled and honored To receive ordination And if I start to cry I just know that Jesus wept too, right? Just being biblical So welcome and thank you all For being here for my ordination service I'm wearing a tie today, you like? Pretty? Yes I'm uncomfortable, yes. Hmm. This is something special, something out of the ordinary. I used to wear ties on a daily basis, and I haven't in decades. This is what you think you're getting. It's what you think you're getting. This is what you're going to get. it up there? There it is. There you go. That's what you got. Praise God, right? So if you've changed your mind about my ordination, it's too late. I read a quote by A.W. Tozer the other day. It's about preachers, and it kind of gave me pause to think about this special occasion. He said, the man who preaches truth and applies it to the lives of his hearers will feel the nails and the thorns. He will lead a hard life, but a glorious one. May God raise up many such prophets. The church needs them badly. You are truly blessed to have pastors here, Pastor Mark, Pastor Jeremy, who understand the seriousness of the charge that has been given to them to preach the truth. Again, I want to thank you all for being here today. Welcome friends and family who are here for the first time to come and see this. To my sister and her husband who have drove all the way from Tennessee to be here, thank you. To the guests who are here for the first time ever, you have witnessed something that's rarely done, especially here, you heard when it was going on. But... The fourth, right? Since Jeremy's. Or the fourth, including Jeremy's. It's a rare occasion, and it is honor, and I'm humbled that God led me here. You have stumbled into a Christ-filled church, and I want you to understand that you are loved. You should know that. Now, this week we read... And studied six chapters in the book of Psalms. We as a congregation are going through the Bible in five years. And we are in the second half of year four. For those of you who were here, or not here for the first three years, don't worry, we're probably going to do this again. Right? Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. We are doing this again. So we as a congregation, we read the word And we are going through the entire Bible. So if you've been here with us for five years, when we're done, you will have read the entire scripture. This week's readings were psalms and hymns, psalms of hymns. And the last time I spoke, we looked at our sin nature, our need for a Savior, Jesus Christ, what He has done for us. And that is why we praise God for our salvation. This week we'll look at how we praise God through hymns. Becoming ordained and preparing for this sermon in addition to visiting friends in Texas had me busier than a one-armed drummer in a rock band during a solo. (laughs) Amen. Amen. That's right. Sometimes we get busy. We forget to pray. We forget to praise God. We forget to worship God. However, we remember to praise God when we remember to praise God in our busy times life doesn't seem as hectic. Have you ever noticed that? In my last sermon I stated that if you didn't remember anything else to remember the first part of Psalms ninety-two one. we we'll look at the NIV version. It is good to praise the Lord. That's what I wanted you to remember. It is good to praise the Lord. The New King James Version has it as... It is good to give thanks to the Lord. So we see that uh, there's a difference in translations. But praise and thanks are uh, both uh, good translations... And so when it comes to that, to giving thanks and giving praise, it is good to do, especially to the Lord. It is biblical to praise the Lord. As a matter of fact, two of our chapters this week, uh, Psalms 113 and 117, both begin and end with praise the Lord. Did y'all catch that? Today we'll start in Psalms 33, verses 1 through 3. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise Him. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to Him on ten-string lyre. Sing to Him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. We are to sing joyfully to the Lord. It's biblical to do so on a harp and a ten-string lyre. It's in Scripture. Well, your piano is shaped like a harp, right? If you add up the guitar and the bass, you get ten strings. Right? So. But seriously, it is biblical to play instruments skillfully, and that's what Christ has called us to do, that's what Scripture has called us to do. And our praise team, who always does a wonderful job, play skillfully. They began when they first started out, they didn't know much. They learned, they studied, they practiced and practiced and practiced. How much practice, Sam? Decades, sometimes and they got good and we can agree that they play skillfully when they are up here A.W. Tozer stated by nature worship is not some performance we do but a presence we experience and if you didn't experience that this morning you were not paying attention and they were loud enough you should have heard them did a fabulous job we experience the presence of God when we worship in Psalm 67 3 through 5 we see may the peoples praise you God may the peoples praise you may the nations be glad and sing for joy for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth may the peoples praise you may all the peoples praise you May the nations be glad and sing for joy. The book of Psalms tells us this over and over again. We are to praise God and sing with joy. In my last sermon, I led you down a path from sin to salvation, and that is why we praise God. Here we can see that praising God includes singing for joy. A few months back, I arrived here at the church for a staff meeting. When I was in the parking lot, I heard this beautiful voice singing for joy and praising God. Elizabeth Kincaid did not see me until she came around the car that was blocking our view from each other. And do you know what she did when she saw me? She continued to sing for joy. She got louder. She had a smile on her heart, a smile on her face and she sang for joy and she didn't back down and it was beautiful and I told her that she claims it's the only song she can sing well (laughs) I cannot remember what she was singing I really cannot but she proved this quote by Tozer Worshippers never leave church. We carry our sanctuary with us wherever we go. So if they try to tell us we can't come here, we still worship. We still sing for joy. Do you all remember Jeremy's sermon a couple of weeks ago? His scathing chastisement of people who wished ill upon the leaders that we have here? Well, I was walking in a parking lot a couple of days ago, and this guy saw me walking, and uh, I wear shorts all the time, y'all know that. And he saw my prosthetic, and he goes, Did you serve? I said, Yes, I did. So I told him about the time in the Army, my time in the Air Force, and then had to tell him that losing my leg was from a motorcycle accident, and not during wartime. And so we got to talking about a few things, and I saw the cross on his necklace. I said you're a believer he said yes I said well praise God and eventually it turned political where he said something about not wanting people in office so I reminded him or not reminded him I, I, I told him what Jeremy had said about it being biblical to pray for our leaders whether they are good or bad and then he pointed out what Paul said about being thankful for them and when I told him this, you know, I told him, I says, uh, I mentioned this to him. I said, Pastor Jeremy to do. Wouldn't it be great if our leaders came to know Christ and it changed their lives that the whole world saw this change in them and it glorified God? And they saw the change in him, right? I mentioned this to him. I kid you not, he thanked me for telling him that. And he told me it gave him something to think about and to pray about. I want you to understand, this was second-hand, not from the guy that said it. Second-hand and paraphrased. And the teachings from the Scripture are so powerful that they changed his thinking. And right now we're going to look at the first part of Hebrews 4.12 when he gets up there. So, there it is. Just looking at the first part. For the word of God is living and powerful. That's it. That's what I want you to see. The word of God is living and powerful. Even second hand. Even paraphrased. It still changes people. So, don't be afraid to go out and let people know what you are doing. How you are worshiping God. And to tell them the right way to think. As believers, we have this love and hope in Christ. And if our leaders came to know him, that would bring us immense joy. We would sing that joy and praise God for his faithfulness. Let's turn to Psalms 40, 1 through 3. Although it was not part of this week's readings, but from a few weeks ago, I want you to see this part. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in Him. Even secondhand and paraphrased. God hears us when we pray pulls us out of the pit of depression and sin puts a new song in our mouths which are hymns of praise as I stated earlier these hymns can arise at any moment especially when we have joy earlier the praise team sang two hymns at my request did y'all catch that? Beulah Land was my grandmother's favorite song my great grandmother my grandmother's mom was named Beulah And the second one, the old rugged cross was sung beautifully. These are two of my favorite hymns. And I requested that and they did this in honor of my ordination and I thank you guys for that. I'd requested those before I even knew I was going to preach about hymns. So let's turn to Psalm 95, one, and notice that come Let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. So who is the rock of our salvation? Well, in the scripture it says, joy to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. The Lord is the rock of our salvation. We go to Psalms 18, 2. We see the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength, in whom I will trust my shield and the horn of my salvation my stronghold so the Lord is my rock we look at 1 Corinthians ten four. we see and all drank the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ that is the rock that we stand on we have hymns that even say that Christ is the rock of our salvation. And it is through him that we are able to come to God and to praise him. The praise team sang these older hymns. But I want to tell you about another hymn that I love from Fanny Crosby. Who in, 19, or in 1873 visited her friend Phoebe Knapp. Who was composing a tune called Assurance. When Phoebe asked Fanny what she thinks the tune is, is saying... Fanny came up with blessed assurance. And it goes like this Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine! Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his Spirit washed in his blood this is my story this is my song Saving, uh, praising my savior all the day long this is my story this is my song praising my savior all the day long amen y'all have heard that before right <laughs> So now we've had Pastor Mark come up here and sing. Now now I have. And if y'all don't know this, if you're visiting here today, the piano player who did a great job, he's very talented, his pastor Jeremy's son, Micah. So now we're turning to Psalm 100 verse 1 in the King James Version because I like it make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands so if you have an issue with my singing I was just making a joyful noise to the Lord (laughs) and that's scriptural right do you have that blessed assurance today did God put a new song of joy in your heart as the psalmist says he does Let's look at 1 John five eleven through 13. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And the, this life is in His Son. He who has Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. And that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Do you know for a fact that you have eternal life? I'm hearing you. You do, yes. Watchman Knee stated Outside of Christ, I am only a sinner, but in Christ, I am saved. Outside of Christ, I am empty. In Christ, I am full. Outside of Christ, I am weak. In Christ, I am strong. Outside of Christ, I cannot. In Christ, I am more than able. Outside of Christ, I have been defeated. In Christ, I am already victorious. How meaningful are the words, in Christ. Big Daddy Weave sings a song called, In Christ... I will not sing this. I will just give you the lyrics. (laughs) He says, In Christ, I can do all things. In Christ, I mount up on eagle's wings. In Christ, I wait for a great reward that I have in store. In Christ, I have his righteousness. In Christ, I have what I confessed. In Christ, I don't worry about all the rest. Because everything I need to be is in Christ. that's theological that's straight up there these are the kinds of songs that we sing with the radio which pop up into our heads during the day and sometimes we'll go through our minds when we wake up at 3am to use the bathroom I cannot tell you how many times I've woken up in the middle of the night with songs of praise or joy running through my head apparently you can praise God when you are sleeping as well who knew Let's go back to Psalms 100. We're going to do the NIV verse. We're looking at verses 1 and 2. Shout for the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Does that sound familiar? How about shout to the Lord, all the earth. Let us sing. Power and majesty praise to the King. Hear that and on the radio. And we do this joyfully. Psalms 100, verse 3. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who has made us and not ourselves, not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. The joy that is in God is because He made us. He loves us. Just like parents love their children because they are ours and we are His. Let's go down to verse 4. Enter the gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Does that, that sound familiar? Anybody ever heard of him with that? I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. We've heard that one before we have sang it before God has made us glad he has given us praises to sing and we sing them in the shower we sing them in the car or while doing horse housework maybe but I will tell you this when you have a song in your heart and you are singing it the task is less tedious go down to verse 5 For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. His love endures forever. And there's nothing you can do to stop that. You're not powerful enough. You can't do it. I asked Jeremy and Mark to introduce me for the first time as Pastor John Sonkrant Because the ordination is similar to getting married. If you couldn't tell, I was shaking up here. Just like, you know, brides and grooms do when they're up here in front of everybody and they're fixing to take the plunge. When a person gets married, he is no longer identified as single. He's no longer alone in life. And when a person is ordained into the ministry, they are set apart and are no longer identified as just a believer. But also a teacher, a pastor, and a worker of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you come to know Christ as your Savior, you no longer identify with your old sin nature. But you have been made new, a new creature through him. Now we go to 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Are you a new creation? Do you have that blessed assurance? Do you have that joy, 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 joy down in your heart? If you don't, I ask you to consider it. We all have trials and tribulations in life that we go through, but rest assured you are not alone in this. I would venture to say that there are those here who have gone through what you are going through today. One of my favorite verses is Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me If you are not a believer the elders would be down here in the front to help guide you in making a decision If you are a believer and going through some things that have taken the joy from your heart they will pray with you for that as well If you are visiting and do not have a church home we invite you to come back if God leads you here if you are visiting from another state, we invite you to come back anytime you're in town. <laughs> if you haven't guessed it by now, and I will say it again in what I said in the beginning, you are loved. We want you to have the joy of knowing Christ and growing spiritually so that you will have a song in your heart that comes out of your mouth during the day and even at night. The motto here at Heights is to love God, love God's people, and to love serving God. This is not just lip service. It is a way of life in this church. I pray that I do not mess that up. So if you want to have that joy, 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 joy down in your heart, if you want to break out into spontaneous Christian songs that are theologically sound... You cannot go out and listen to stations that don't play them. You have to fill your life. You have to saturate your soul and every part of you with songs and praise of Christ, praises to God, and listen to sermons that point you in a way of a better life through Christ Jesus. Can we stand? Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for the song in our hearts and for the joy and peace that you bring to our lives in the midst of chaos. We thank you for our fellow believers who pray for us and help us in times of tribulation, who guide us gently back to you with love that you that you have given to them. We thank you for the opportunity to praise you with songs from your word which are developed into hymns that show your truth in very few words. We humbly ask that you will guide our thoughts and give us opportunities to show others your love for them as we become your light shining in a dark world. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen.